Welcome to Crash Chords Autographs. Today, Matt welcomes Waylon K. Smith, a musician hailing from Greencastle, Pennsylvania. As one half of the band The Positronic Cats, Waylon's roles as a musician range from singing to playing guitar and electric bass, while his bandmate Jim Taylor plays electric and acoustic mandolin. With Matt, Waylon chats about how his band's newest record, Mortal Cathedrals, came to be, from its content to its artwork and to the music video for its first single, Glitter, which stars previous guest, Robert James Prinebush. Waylon also discusses the band's dynamic and how they work together as a unit to create their music and perform live. And so, from Waylon's origins to his influences, both musical and external, here's presenting Matt Storm and Waylon K. Smith. And welcome to another episode of Autographs. I, of course, am Matt, a.k.a. Stormageddon, and my guest today is the incredible Waylon K. Smith of the Positronic Cats. Waylon, welcome. Oh, shucks. Thank you. That was very nice. How are you? <laughs> good, good. It's, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Um, a little bit of background for the listeners. I met, met Waylon a couple weeks ago. Uh, we went to see the gorillas together, which was oh, a lot my God. of fun. Yes, that was amazing. <laughs> it, was, it was a really cool show. It was cool to also see, like, you could tell from the audience that Damon Albarn was having such a great time just being on stage with all those musicians. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's such a great performer. It's uh, it was it was a it was a delight just just watching him do whatever. Um, yeah, I've I've every day since that show, I've been singing at least three or four Gorilla songs in my head. I just uh, it was it was so good. Yeah, totally. And uh, I was very lucky that when I met you, you uh, gave me a copy of your latest record, uh, yeah. Mortal Cathedrals, which I've listened cover to cover and I love. Thank you. Um, so when did this album come out? Uh, earlier this year. Um, March, like maybe the end of March. Okay. Yeah. And so um, you, you have a partner that you work with yes. um, who does acoustic and electric mandolin. Yes. Uh, um, how long did it, so was it just the two of you recording this? I mean, there, I see you had a producer and also other stuff, but tell me a little bit about the process of getting this record made. Uh, it's always been the two of us, uh, the, as far as the writing goes, I, I will basically, I'll write the, the chord progressions and the lyrics. And once that's all done and I get the, the structure laid down, um, Jim and I will just, uh, work it out his parts together and um and then we'll you know play them at shows for a while and then the song will evolve from there you can you can write a part one way but it it's never really its complete song until you've played it out a few times it always changes even a little bit it's it's always you you got to play it live um but uh yeah and then um it took us about a year of recording uh we recorded at um the Academy of Music Production, or AMP, uh, which is in McSherrystown, PA. It's a school um, for visual and um, audio and uh, and photography, and uh, but they have a like uh, multi million dollar recording studio in the the bottom half of it. It's they basically gutted an old um, fire station. So the top is a photography studio and then classes and then the bottom is just an incredible um, recording studio. And uh, yeah, so we, we did it all there. Um, the the man in charge, Paul Caccarini, uh, engineered it and um, Lance Davis from uh, Philadelphia uh, produced it. And uh, we basically, we spent a couple weekends basically... Uh, about like three day weekends, uh, just living there and, uh, just recording all day and all night. And, um, and then there was a few just spot little sessions of doing like little harmonies, little add in things and little percussion things. And, uh, and then they, they, they took it and finished up the, all the post stuff themselves and then it was done. 
That's awesome. And I know when we met in person, you talked a little bit about the cover art, the back and front yeah. cover art, yeah. which I love. I like this kind of mix of religion and science. It's always fascinating to me to see that kind of depiction. It makes it very sci-fi in a way. Um, tell me a little bit about how you connected with the, um, the illustrator and how this cover came to be. Uh, absolutely. Uh, the illustrator is a, uh, a guy named Jim Kersey, who does an amazing webcomic uh, called The Amok Brothers, uh, A-M-O-K. And um, it's just a story of these two robot brothers and their, um, their hijinks in space. And it's, it's funny um, and it's clever and I, I, I love his art style. And it just um, I just came across somebody retweeted something of his on Twitter and uh, – I just struck up a conversation and was like, you know, hey man, you, I love your robot stories. I've, I've written songs about robots here. Listen, and he liked it. And we spent the next year just kind of chatting here and there and re retweeting each other's things like you do. Mm -hmm. And uh, then uh, we were getting, uh, getting ready to hit the studio and I was started thinking about artwork and um, I just, I approached him and he graciously accepted and i just sent him a really low quality version of just an acoustic uh, uh scratch track of the title track mortal cathedrals and i was like hey you know go crazy do your thing um and he sent me just a a rough version of the cover and just that i was like i'll take it i'll take i'll take <laughs> that like that's amazing and um yeah, he he put he put a ton of thought and heart into it and every time I look at it I like I I'm obsessed of like what's going on outside of the frame and it's just he put so much detail in there. It's it's an actual world outside of that of that image and that's it's it's amazing and I, I never would have come up with something like that and it just is beautiful. He, I love he's incredible. Go on. Oh, I was just gonna say that I love the coloring and the and the imagery. Like, in fact, I only just noticed now that because on the back you can tell that he's standing against the glass and there's kind of nothing behind it. Like, it's not attached to anything. Almost. Right, it stands in space. Yeah. But on the cover, I kept thinking he was in the cathedral. But I'm only noticing now that on the right hand side is that apartment building. Yeah. It, like with the ledges. So yeah, it it really is cool how it you can you want to see past where the square you know cover is yeah. because it seems like there's so much there yeah like what what is this world i mean you know uh, there's there's a, a a human looking church in the back like something you would see in this world you know but there are these humanoid robots you know is this earth is this another world is this the future is this what what's going on it's 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 fascinating and i i can't say enough about it and i've always loved sci-fi and religious imagery and i i don't even think i mentioned anything about that um and he came up with a stained glass idea and it just it floored me and then the uh the coloring was by uh marissa louise and she just made it pop i mean i loved the the black and white just the line art and when i got the final colored version i just like I, I i fell over and flopped around like a fish I just like <laughs> i was like oh my god this is too good and i you know i immediately told him like you did too good this looks better than the, the songs sound <laughs> and it's it's, it's well, i wouldn't go that far <laughs> but um yeah uh i definitely want to plug those two um jim kersey who goes by uh uh oversimplified on twitter and and instagram so and marissa louise who i think is uh, marissa draws but they're both incredible artists and they're super wonderful nice people and it's it was a pleasure to work with them that's so cool so yeah um i want to talk a little bit about the music now obviously. it's great it's um, it's great when different um medias can come together I agree. Absolutely. Totally. And I love when music can build its own narrative around just some simple imagery and the music that's written. So let's talk a little bit about the music video for Glitter, which uh, stars a mutual yes. friend of ours, Mr. Robert, who was our yes. pre a previous guest on the show. Um, 
First of all, the song Glitter for me is one of my favorites on the record, and it stood out as this kind of um, beautifully tragic, but then ultimately uplifting story. Like the story that you crafted in the video, I kind of felt already from the music, and then getting to see this incredible video of just performers and struggle and growing and 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 life it just felt really raw and really real and i really liked that did the did you always have that imagery in mind when you wrote the song and started planning for the video um first of all thank you and you you totally got the song um because that's exactly what i was uh, uh saying um and uh secondly i didn't have that specific imagery um I, I knew that early on, you know, the song was very, uh, you know, catchy and would work as a single. And I was, uh, so I, for a while was, was thinking of what to put together for that. But, um, yeah, the song is, you know, it's, it's a love letter for, it's, it's really, it's really about people who are, you know, living with being themselves and uh it's told from the aspect uh, specifically of being a performer um because it's hard to do what you feel compelled to do um mm -hmm. because it's so easy to do what you uh, you know quote unquote should do or the easy thing which is which is fine but you if you're compelled specifically in in the terms of this song you know it's it's really hard to have a full-time job and then also have a full-time music career and then sure. also have a full-time relationship and then also take care of adult responsibilities and stuff it's it's tough and uh, this song for me was saying like hey i know how hard it is doing what you're doing out there and do you, we do this because we have to and that's beautiful and it, this is my my love letter for everybody who's just doing what they feel they need to do um mm -hmm. and so that's that's exactly it and the uh just the the imagery of i i wanted the video to be just this performer who wasn't good but <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he, he loved it and he kept trying and he didn't necessarily get better, but he kept going because, because that was his, you know, that's how he found, um, self-worth. That's how he found success was just, you know, an enjoyment. And I mm -hmm. wanted their, the story is really about your, you know, everybody has the, the side that is you know charisma and 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 all of that and confidence and then there's the side that's just like man you're not any good why are you doing this and that <laughs> ma that makes you make mistakes and then you dwell yeah. on that and that just it pulls you down it it can keep you from moving forward it can keep you from making connections or or yeah or just continuing and so the story of the video is trying to find a balance between those two Right. Um, so really, those to me, those two characters are the same person, and um, it's and, finding the balance between those two things. Yeah, because you need, you know, you can't rely purely on charisma. You can't rely purely on you know just being out there and like yes, um, you can get a lot <laughs> from that. But you also need to live in the real world. So you also need to be aware of the restrictions of, of some of that. And um, so, but you can't let that keep you from moving forward. So you need the balance between that. And I think uh, that and, you know, I think it's important for artists, creative people to have support. And I think that song is also about that. Like, I think really success is having someone who can just be like hey you know you're doing great keep going <laughs> yeah you know and that sometimes that's all you need is this one other person or another voice to say like hey you're not terrible um <laughs> keep going and that that can that can make or break some days 
how long uh, did the video take to make from, uh, you know, day, first days of shooting to complete and release? Um, the filming, we shot, I believe, 25 or 26 hours in two days. Wow. Of a Friday and Saturday <clears throat> with uh, a small crew. Um, Edwin Kester uh, was the, uh, the DP, and he's amazing. Uh, he's a, a friend of mine who I've worked with um a few times before and this was yeah something we've been wanting to put together for a while and um i i love working with him um he shot and edited it and he's he's brilliant and um yeah definitely follow him on uh edwin kester videography um but yeah so the editing didn't take too long um we actually had to wait on the final mix of the song until we released it. We had the video edited to a rough mix of the song. And then, um, so we shot it in, I want to say August and then put it out in like the end of September. Wow. That's really quick. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And, um, before that it was about five months of work before we even started scouting locations or anything just writing getting the right people involved and you can you can make a small crew work with a ton of planning and that's how i yeah. like to work because then it can just bam bam because i i only want to do things like this that i can do in a weekend because i don't want <laughs> i don't want to waste other people's times everybody works and you know i had robert coming from philly and that's a three-hour drive and then I had other professional people helping me out and I don't want to be like, oh, well, we went over. We're going to have to go another day or we're going to have to schedule another weekend where all of us can. So you need to over plan everything to make sure that you can make it all work. And mm -hmm. so that took <clears throat> a good five months of and that was writing and planning and getting the right people and just getting it all together and while also recording the album <laughs> right <laughs> and work sure. and working full-time and blah 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 but you know we yeah. do it because we're compelled and we love we love it so well i mean i'm a fan you've definitely made a fan out of me thank you um let's talk a little bit more about your musical background so sure. you're you on the album do vocals guitar and electric bass and i imagine you do vocals and guitar live yes yeah, live um, is just vocals, guitar, and then Jim plays uh, electric mandolin live. So we keep it tight and simple. How long have you been singing and playing uh, guitar and bass for? Um, I guess like 20 years. Yikes. Wow. Since I was around like 14 or 15. I'm 35 now. I mean, I'm 21 now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell anyone. <laughs> just turned 21. Uh, no, I'm, I'm 35 now and, um, so yeah, I've been playing guitar and, um, I, I think I started out, you know, just, you know, writing sad poetry and then, um, I took piano lessons and didn't like that. And then I took guitar lessons and that, and that stuck. Um, and then I started singing and I, I really, I used the guitar as something to sing over because i i feel like i'm a singer first mm -hmm. but um you know if it's just you then you need some type of accompaniment so that's what the guitar is for me it's it's more of a yeah just something to sing over and so i've been doing that in different projects on and off since then um this is the first group that i've had that i feel is actually uh had any success really that and mm -hmm. also that i've i've been able to keep together for more than a year um but uh jim and i jim taylor um and i have both been in other bigger bands and done stuff and never really found any any footing and i think we started this band going like hey let's keep this simple let's keep this small and let's see how far we can go with it. And our personalities really, really clicked and our love for music really worked. And our approach at music is very different. And I think it's it really works. Um, we're, we're on, on two different ends of the spectrum, but we really complement each other. And that is fantastic. How did you and Jim meet? Um, he was living in an apartment like, 
across an alley from a uh, guy I went to high school with. And uh, this guy was like, oh, you should you should jam with my friend Whalen. And so I got a friend request from him and um, we chatted a bit and he's like, oh, we should co- we should jam sometime. And um, I don't really like to jam. Uh, that's just, it's not, I'm, that's not how my mind works. I like, right. I like to structure things out, get them all working and then be like, okay, here's a finished song. Let's work on this finished song because then we have an end goal. Um, so I kind of saw that and was like, eh. And, um, so I didn't really talk to him much until, um, that mutual friend's wedding and, uh, he was running sound and then we just talked after afterwards and then uh he came to one of my like solo shows and then uh we just kind of talked from there and clicked and then just started um i had a couple songs worked out and was like well come over let's let's see if we can work out some parts that work and it kind of went from there and uh now to ask about so i love the name the positronic cats thank you just because it hits kind of the right bells for me as someone who grew up in the 90s like yeah. i don't know there's just something about that name but where did, does that name have a special origin is it just something you thought of well after like the first 10 band names that i came up with were already taken um <laughs> <laughs> oh really oh you yeah up, this, it was that many mm, five it was like five or ten yeah um wow and it's just uh that's that's the tough thing about the internet is every band name has already been taken um <laughs> so it's rough so when, when you when you find one you really got to latch on to it and um so this this uh I was working with uh, my brother at the time, and um, we were just kind of throwing around stuff, and it uh, it, it came up, and um, I was I wanted to use the word positronic because I'm a big um, Isaac Asimov fan, so it was a sure. a nod to to his positronic brain, and I have two cats, and I like cats, and everybody <laughs> loves cats, so that'll just be a, a you know, you got to think about the other people too. Like, sure. Ooh, cats. Ooh, robot cats. That's cool. And um, I thought it would be a much easier word to pronounce, but I have a lot of people like, what is that word? Pen- pentatonic? P- probiotic? What? No, positronic. <laughs> How do you spell that? It- it's phonetic, just like it sounds. Apparently not. Um, <laughs> and as I'm that saying this, I have my cat crawling all over my laptop right now. Hang on one second. Sure. We would hate for your uh, cat to ruin the interview. Yeah. Yes, there are a lot of chords happening right now. (laughs) (laughs) This is as he he ripped the headphones out. Hang on. Sure. Uh, All right, I'm back. Cats, they are wily and unpredictable. By, by the way, if you think I'm going to edit that out for the final interview, you are very wrong. Please do. Please keep it in. Please keep it in. This is this is real. It's, it's real. It's real life. Yep. Um, and so so that's really cool. And I think that's really interesting to me because a lot of the bands that I've that are, I guess, more local, more indie that I've become familiar with tend to have strength in smaller numbers. Yeah. Because you can kind of focus your energy and. Um, when we were talking about your writing process before, you said that you kind of create a framework and then Jim comes in and helps you flesh it out. Yeah. Um, are there, you know, and there are a lot of really emotional songs on this new record. Yeah. Um, are they all based from personal experiences? Are they based from other people's experiences that you're trying to channel um, from Jim's experiences? Like, how do you get kind of a framework for the narrative of the songs that you write? Uh, that's a good question. Thank you. Um, they're all from personal experiences. Uh, some of them are uh, uh, dreams. Uh, the the mm-hmm. one on there, uh, the fluidity of fate is. I, I have a lot of like um, apocalyptic, like end of the world dreams, and I've always had those since I was a kid. And I can't so, imagine why you'd be having those in this day and age. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that that was uh that was uh that specifically was was where that one came from. And yeah. you know, a lot of it is just um some of them are actually about some pretty boring things that 
you know you you romanticize with with poetry and sure. and it's uh because the you know the emotion is there but if you just say about what it's about then it's like eh. and um <laughs> well, sure. I, I try not to be too specific with my writing because i want i want people to pull i want p- people to pull their own experience from it and i don't want people to just be like oh this guy went through this thing that must have been awful or bad or whatever okay i i want someone to hear the lyrics and have them be vague enough uh it's really i want to convey the emotion and not my specific experience i guess and um, sure that's one of the reasons why i adore uh rose is because you don't know what they're singing well Uh, if you are a, a native english speaker and don't speak anything else um but uh so I've with all of their albums I can listen to an album 10 days in a row and feel ten, 10 different things from every song and that's wonderful and I have no idea what they're actually saying and I, I don't really want to cuz I I can yeah. feel it and that's the important part and that's that's beautiful and that's it's it's that connection that is what you're going for when you're writing um so yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I like so we actually reviewed Cigarosa's. I believe it was their last record, unless they've come out with a new one. Kvecker. Oh yes. Um, we reviewed it on um my other podcast, the album review show that I do. That I would love to have you on if you're ever in New York. Yes, um, absolutely. But um, but yeah, I remember listening to their stuff and being really in, just intrigued by how I didn't, you know, us kind of creating our own narrative based on what the loose translation of some of these words were, yeah, yeah. you know, um, and also the fact that like I like taking on albums where I don't understand the language because then the the vocals become instrumentation; they are not even really. Yes. You have to take everything from the music. Um, yeah. We've we've reviewed French language bands as well, and, mm-hmm. and and so many other things. We did baby metal who don't really sing in English at all. Yeah. All their stuff is in Japanese, and so it's just really fascinating to kind of take that um, that way that music is created, and then put yourself and imprint on it a bit. Um, which I can totally, like I totally did with your stuff. Like Glitter, like I said, it read to me really well, especially since I'm someone who is a part-time working DJ um, and and host and podcaster. And so like these are, I'm doing all these things that yeah. don't really make the bulk of the money in my household, yeah. but I'm still pursuing them heavily. Yeah. And you can really feel that. And like, I think, like going back to the video a bit, my favorite thing about the music in that video and the lyrics is that in the moment where... Um, the other main character serves the shoe on a plate yeah. with utensils to Robert. Yeah. And he like pauses and then laughs. Yeah. You read that kind of absurdity of being upset in that situation and the finding the joy in things um, very much from the music as well as from the moment in the video, which I really love. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, yeah, that was <clears throat> the acting in that. I'm, I'm so happy with, Robert was was wonderful, and then um, the other actor was uh, my friend Karan, who who is another actor, and uh, I grew up with him, and uh, he's he's super talented, and uh, I was really happy to have them both work together. And um, uh, honestly, Robert's character, I contacted him before I even finished writing it because, um. And I, I, I've told him this, but, you know, the first time I saw him play with Eli August, his his stage presence is just so out there. It's so yeah. vivacious. It's so just it's 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 theater. It's it's he's got his chest out forward and, and just just giving it all and, you know, hamming it up. And that's that's great. <clears throat> and just uh, all eyes on me. And um <laughs> And he commands that, and I'm writing this this his character, and I'm like, oh man, I don't know anybody who can really, because I needed him to be so so much charisma, yeah, to for, for to have the other character be be the polar opposite. He had to just go so far. I'm like I don't know if I know oh Robert, and <laughs> um, and I, I didn't know him super well, um, and I knew he was in Philly, and uh, I was like, well. 
I reached out and he said yes. And I was like, okay, I can finish this. I've got this character and I, I contacted Karan and he was all about it and uh it went forward and um yeah, I'm I'm so thrilled with, with what they, they gave and that was a lot of really hard filming and it was a lot of running around in in August in yeah. you know, the middle of a square in, in Hagerstown, Maryland. And um it was tough and it was a there was a lot of really emotional scenes that are, are they're exhausting and yeah. you have to do these scenes you know 10 15 times from different angles and trying different things and um it's great with stuff like this because you don't have dialogue so you yeah. have to sell it all with the situation and visuals and the the reactions and um that's why i love m- music video and silent film i mean they're that whole video was was called backs to um charlie chaplin everywhere sure well yeah i I noticed the sly cut to them glancing at a charlie chaplin like documentary yeah yeah on the shelf which i thought was great because i already knew that connection but it's still like a nice little nod which is pretty neat yeah yeah and uh yeah the whole thing well even the the two characters are named uh uh charlie and calvero and calvero is the name of of uh chaplin's character in um limelight right so uh yeah it was subtle not so subtle nods to to chaplin who i'm a huge 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 fan of and uh it was cool that 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 came together that actually brings me to my next question yeah um because we're all sponges especially now with all of the access that we have and we pull in information from everywhere oh yeah would you say there are other medias that have really affected your songwriting and kind of changed how you look at music absolutely um i get just as much inspiration from um the books i'm reading and the movies i'm watching and the television i'm on television is glorious now um yeah television is better than movies and i i feel bad saying that but i'm sorry hollywood you're falling behind tv is <laughs> is amazing right now and um I get so much inspiration from just the, I love storytelling and it, I love powerful imagery and I, I just, I, I love all of that and you can get it from, from everywhere and not just music. And, uh, uh, a lot of the stuff I write, I try to evoke imagery and not just write poetry, but kind of craft a little, a little scene, a beautiful, a beautiful image and uh so yeah I, I get all of that from from books i read and from from uh shows i'm watching and, and movies and um yeah i mean film great filmmakers are just as influential to me as great songwriters um and to follow up that in a more traditional route i yeah. mean like listening to your music i don't i don't really get a sense of a specific artist or genre which i really like that's why i I gravitate to the rose west which is robert's band one of one of his many many bands um you know and a a fantastic band yes agreed wholeheartedly but it's like i i hunt down these bands that i grew up listening to that are kind of outside and defying description a little bit yeah but you know, I can definitely take some folk and, and, and rock and even a little metal and punk elements in your music. Mm-hmm. Are there specific artists that influence both your guitar playing and your singing? Um, yeah, uh, David Bowie is a, a major influence. And uh, the, the song Mortal Cathedrals uh, was written the day that uh, his death was announced. And that's mm. kind of a, that's not what the album is about, but uh, the whole recording process had that in mind. Um, so uh, Bowie, you know, of of all the quote unquote celebrity deaths, uh, his hit me super hard. Um, yeah. Like, and uh, just to to live in a world where he was no longer in it it was just like what (laughs) yeah 
No, what? I totally, I totally get that. Um, um, him and Prince were probably the two yeah. most uh, impactful rock musicians I ever listened to. Yeah, and they, they definitely are two of the hardest hitting. I mean, for me, because I grew up in the 90s and the 2000s, hearing yeah. Chester Bennington taking his own life very recently was, was also yeah. really tough for me. Yeah, just it was because. Awful. You know, you you listen to somebody who gets you through those really bad times mm-hmm. to find out that he takes his life in the same way that you might have thought about if you didn't have his music. Yeah, is is rough. But it it, it when when these influential artists go, it's it's hard not to want to find some way to express their how they affected you and how how you want to honor them. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. I mean, I uh, he's had the same impact on people as. You know, Elliot Smith did when when um, when he took his life, or um, yeah. one of my one of my major heroes, uh, Mark Linkus, uh, Sparkle Horse. Yeah, um, that was that was huge, um, and he's he's a big influence on me. Um, uh, other also uh, Radiohead. Um, I'm a big Radiohead fan. Uh, Roger Waters slash pink floyd um that was kind of you know that's kind of how my dad and i started really connecting was through uh pink floyd music and uh that really got me into like writing the first cd Mm -hmm. i bought you know uh, i asked my dad what i should get and he handed me dark side of the moon and listening to it on the way back from the mall in my little cd discman you know, he's like, all right, now open up the lyrics, read all of the lyrics <laughs> and make sense of it. And that because this is this is a huge part of, you know, the music. And um, he's like, all right. And it just it blew my tiny little brains apart. And um, it was just this amazing, profound poetry, um, uh, you know, about isolation and and all this just. Mm, icy emotions and just deep yeah deep passion and um then with that amazing you know guitar and arrangements and and everything it's oh it's it's you know spun my head around sure and yeah. um no. it got me kind of on that path of 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 what i feel I, I feel a very similar writing style i think in some ways um the positronic cats are like if Pink Floyd was just two dudes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but a lot of uh, influence is uh, like Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. I don't think we sound like them, right? But I think we have a lot of the same emotion and energy. And I think I, I honestly believe that Jim Taylor is got to be somehow related to Warren Ellis. I mean, <laughs> uh, his. Jim's approach on music is straight up like Warren Ellis meets James Hetfield and it's beautiful. (laughs) But that's great. And the fact that like someone can bring those kinds of styles together is what's incredible about the versatility of music in general. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. uh, One thing about, I definitely got to sing praises to Jim. I mean, I was saying earlier, our approach to music is different. Um, you know, a, a lot of how I approach music is kind of like from above, like you're playing an instrument. And so you're putting things together, you're arranging it. And then it's like, okay, this is finished. Now I can live in it. Um, he approaches it like it's, you know, a swimming pool and he jumps right in and is just there and just just interacting with it. And it's it's amazing. <clears throat> and it, it's it's totally different than how my brain works but it it's 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 awesome to watch and i've seen him play with other bands where i can just experience jim taylor and it's it's always amazing Mm -hmm. and he'll be like rocking on the mandolin and then just like playing keyboard uh, at the same time and it's like he doesn't his brain doesn't switch it's not like okay i'm playing two different instruments it's just it's all i'm playing music and these are just here for me to make music on, you know, he's not switching gears. He's always just, just, just creating. And it's, it's amazing. It it blows me away. He's, uh, immensely talented and very, uh, very passionate about what he does. And he's one of the most genuinely optimistic people you will ever meet. And that is really helpful to work with when you're writing. 
Yeah, I imagine so. <laughs> it's like, I got a new song. I don't know. He's like, oh, it's genius. I'm like, well, I don't know about that. No, no, no. It's amazing. I'm like, well, all right. Thank you. Uh, I guess we'll keep going with it. <laughs> and um, yeah, he's, he's you know, uh, I can overanalyze myself after shows. And, you know, uh, after many shows, instead of like me hiding underneath a table or something he's been like oh my god we were amazing everybody loved us dude you were so great oh man our next show is gonna be awesome oh this is so great and i'm like yeah yeah you know maybe it wasn't so bad and that <laughs> that's a really great thing thing to have he's he's a wonderful bandmate and a uh a great friend that i never would have gotten as close to if uh we hadn't started this project so that is an added blessing. Very cool. So. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about is where you see the future of the Positronic Cats yeah. as far as, um, you know, I know you guys played a show very recently um, as of when we were recording the other day. Um, is there any plans for a tour? Is there any plans for another album or music videos? Um, y- yes. <laughs> uh, we, we played last night in Baltimore at the Auto Bar. And that was a really good show. And um, my voice is a little raw from it. Um, and um, yeah, we uh, we both work full time. So it can be tricky to do traditional tours. Mm-hmm. Um, we do like to put together some like little long weekend mini things. Um, mm-hmm. We do uh, a lot of the stuff we do is on weekends. It's like stuff that, you know, can we get there? in a day and then spend the night and then come back. It's so it's, we do a lot of like one shot stuff. And, um, so that's mostly where we're at now. Um, and that, that seems to work for us and we're, excuse me, we're, um, figuring out how to go from there. But, um, yeah, we're, uh, I've got, I've got some new, new songs kicking and, um, I think probably after the summer we're going to start getting back and seeing what we can uh what we can make happen. He's in uh two I think two other bands right now. So um so there's that and uh yeah, we're he's also building a house right now, which is awesome. So uh Like like he's building it? Uh well, not uh, he's having a house built, I guess. Okay. Um, I yeah. mean, cuz I already <laughs> thought he was badass, but if he was actually building his own house, I'd you know, be like, he's, okay. You know, he's 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 felling his own lumber and, you know. <laughs> he's a manly man. Sure. <laughs> no, he's well, yeah, he's having a house built and um but he's still, you know, involved in, you know, all the process and uh, and all of that. So that's happening this summer and this fall so there's going to be that so we're you know it's kind of a a little bit of a restructuring of priorities so we're just basically adjusting to that and since we are only two people we can do that and um so if he's busy i'll just um do whatever solo shows i can find um Mm -hmm. which might not be profitable for two people but for one person you know, is good. So yeah, sure. So the songs keep going, and um, I've I've been enjoying. I've been playing with him for four years, and I got kind of used to, um, whatever nerves I have on stage, I can kind of deflect that to be like, well, Jim looks awesome when he plays, so nobody's really paying attention to me <laughs> making a mockery of this guitar, um, <laughs> forgetting what chords are, um. So, because, uh, you know, that part of my brain is, is, is doing that on stage. And um, so there's been a couple of shows recently where um, I've just taken and, and done them solo and I've been able to approach the songs differently and add a different, um, just attack to them in a different, uh, uh, um, make them a bit more intimate, I guess. Because, um, sure. you know, we, when we play together, we get, pretty pretty loud for two dudes um and that that works but when it's just me i can kind of i can approach things a little bit more softly and i can focus on things a bit more and draw them out and um i've been enjoying that it's just a, a different a different approach on the songs and it's been giving me a new uh appreciation for some of them and some of the songs where i haven't really enjoyed playing them 
as much, you know, I'm finding a new a new place for them, I guess. And then that's, um yeah. That's very cool. And yeah. do you have a plan for your next single off this record? Uh I don't know. Uh I really like the uh Sabres Sheathed. Yeah. Um uh that's probably my favorite track from the record. Um and uh I really I I really just I love playing that song. And um that was a song that really came together really quickly when I was writing it and mm-hmm. you know every now and then you're gifted with an easy song and you get it and then you're just like <laughs> I'm really proud of myself. Uh oh. Right. <laughs> right, like oh I did that thing. Wow. Why can't it always be this easy? Yeah. Yeah. And um that was cool. That that song in particular came from uh um there's some songwriters in my area that started like a uh like a monthly get together where they would be like hey everybody write a song with this title and then we would show up and um listen to everyone's different take on it and uh so this was the first one and the the song title was uh i'll meet you on the bridge and i kind of i saw that and instinctively i just went eh because <laughs> to me it was like oh that sounds like a sappy love song and i don't want to write a sappy love song and and it just it kind of took the wind out of my sails um and uh so i thought about thought about it and then um i just kind of came up with this this song about a duel and because uh, it just seemed like the farthest away about from a love song but then it kind of became a, a very intimate uh song about these two characters that um yeah yeah i never would have even thought to write and i um i'm really happy with the way the recording came out so uh i'd like to do something with that and very cool now it's all about um getting all that together so we'll we'll, we'll see (laughs) it takes 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 time and and all of that but yeah that's that's definitely probably the next one i'd like to push or uh maybe uh the beautiful chaos of time i uh i've been appreciating that one more recently very cool that's awesome uh before we wrap up um i would love to have you promote what's next for you guys as far as if you're playing a show or just uh where to find your stuff where they can find you on the internet sure um i guess the easiest uh would be uh where you can find us digitally uh we are on all of the social media things, uh, for the most part, uh, we are on Facebook. Uh, we are the Positronic Cats. Um, so we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify or SoundCloud or iTunes or Amazon. Um, if you hear our song playing, you can hit Kazaa and it will come up and tell you what that song is and how to buy it. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, you can. Um, we're on YouTube. We have uh, one music video and uh, several live videos. And um, yeah, uh, if you would like to buy our music, um, Bandcamp is the best place. Um, but um, you can also do Amazon or iTunes or CD Baby or, or any of those. And uh, we're happy with all that. Or you can come and see us play. Uh, we are uh, located in south central Pennsylvania. Um, I guess the nearest big PA town would be like Gettysburg. We're about a half an hour out of Gettysburg. And um, we play a little bit locally and... Um, we do uh some east coast stuff um i'm trying to think what 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 we're playing next um i guess our next uh thing we're doing a, a steampunk thing in august um in new freedom pa um called the steampunk farmers market with uh eli august and the abandoned buildings and then um I'm doing a solo show on August 12th in Gettysburg for a uh, pediatric cancer benefit. Um, that's awesome. And that's called that's that's an awesome thing if that if you're anywhere near Gettysburg or yeah, 
Um, it's called Gettysburg Rocks, and there are they get about 150 bands uh, from wow. just I mean bands come down from like New York, and they come from out of state for this thing, and we all play for free. A lot of us don't donate whatever merch sales, um, and it's it is like every bar in the Gettysburg area just does three days of just all day live music and all the money goes to the uh four diamonds foundation and it's uh specifically for pediatric cancer and that's been it's a twice a year event that has been going on for three or four years and that's incredible yeah uh, i make a point to do everyone they have because i mean you gotta (laughs) <laughs> yeah, of course. Absolutely. So no, that totally. that's that's very important to us and um yeah, it's it's yeah. So that's that's the next thing um that I'm doing. So um Gettysburg Rocks and I will be posting about that on Facebook, so that's probably where you'll be more than likely to find all of our news. I'm pretty uh I keep pretty good uh record with everything on there, so very yeah. cool. Well, thank you, Waylon. This has been a pleasure. Thank um, you. It was a delight to get to meet you when I did, and I'm hoping to at some point get to see you play live soon. I am pushing a few venues in New York where I have connections and giving them your music because I think it would be worthwhile for them to reach out to you guys. I really um, appreciate that. Thank you. And we are more than happy to come up to New York. Uh, we know some people up there, so we could bring a handful out. So that would be fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I I really, but seriously, I love the work that you're doing. It was a pleasure to meet you. I'm glad to call you a friend at this point. Absolutely. To have contacted you um, and been able to connect. Um, there's one favor I have to ask before we sign off and end the episode. Um, we have a saying on the show, both shows that I do that I created called Music is Life and Life is Good. I would love for you to say our sign off for us as we end the episode. Of course. Um this is Waylon K. Smith from the Positronic Cats. I uh, thank you for listening and keep listening to this podcast. Um, music is life and life is good. If you enjoyed these interviews, please subscribe to this and the Crash Chords podcast on iTunes, where you can also rate us and review us. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Crash Chords Web, our Tumblr, and our YouTube channel. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to post in the comment area below each post. And keep the discussion going, because remember, music is life, and life is good.